I'm Father Ron Shipley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to this first of seven podcast homilies for Epiphany Season, part of the AIC series of homilies for each of the Sundays in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. Revisions to this series are part of the AIC's continuing celebration of the start of its second decade on the web. The musical theme is an arrangement of We Three Kings of Orient R, performed by Electron Planet. The arrangement, used under license, is the musical theme for the companion AIC video series Epiphany, the Manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. Listeners may benefit from the AIC seasonal video series Epiphany, the Manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles, which is presented in three episodes, each linked from the digital library page with the podcast version linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The series offers a brief history of the evolution of Epiphany season, Anglican traditions of Epiphany, commentary on the Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for Epiphany Day and the six Sundays after the Epiphany. The Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for Epiphany Day are discussed in Episode 2. The 1928 Book of Common Prayer gives the feast its proper title, The Epiphany, or The Manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. In Koine Greek, the common language of most Christians at the time of the writing of the New Testament, the words from which Epiphany comes are Epiphania, or in the verb form, phaneros, which means to shine forth or to show forth. Another related Greek word which helps to understand the meaning is phanos, which means light, or specifically a lantern. With this understanding, the celebration of Epiphany as a shining forth of Christ to the broader world follows logically from the nativity of our Lord's celebrations honoring his coming into human history. On the Anglican Church calendar, Epiphany is a fixed feast. It always occurs on January 6th, the day after the 12th day of Christmas, January 5th. In an ideal world, there should always be a separate service for Epiphany when January 6th falls on a day other than Sunday. The reality is that most Christian communities not just Anglicans, but those of most other denominations, do not celebrate Epiphany Day unless January 6th actually falls on a Sunday, as it did in 2019 A.D. It will not do so again until 2030 A.D. This podcast homily offers you, the listener, an opportunity to hear an Epiphany homily in years when there is no local service on January 6th. The Epistle reading for Epiphany Day, Ephesians 3, 1-12, offers instruction on the central importance of the feast. In it, St. Paul, known as the Apostle to the Gentiles, reminds the Ephesians in verse 3 and 4 how he had been given uniquely a revelation of the, quote, mystery of Christ, which, quote, in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, unquote. In verse 6, 
St. Paul wrote that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. The clear meaning is that the salvation of God through Jesus Christ is now to be available not just to the chosen people Israel, but also to the broader world, that is, the Gentiles. The second half of the pericope, verses 7 to 12, includes in verse 10 one of the earliest references to a new church from the Greek ecclesia, which means a place set apart for worship. The quotation includes his summation in verse 11 to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by his church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. The same message is conveyed in the traditional gradual and alleluia verses between the epistle and gospel reading for Epiphany Day. These verses, which are from Isaiah 60, Verses 1 to 6 provide context for the gospel reading for Epiphany Day. All they from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense. Gold as to a mighty king. Incense as to the true God. Myrrh to foreshadow his burial. Alleluia. The Gospel lesson for Epiphany Day, Matthew 2, verses 1 to 12, is St. Matthew's unique account of the wise men from the East, in verse 1, or Magi, refers to wise scholars and not to practitioners of any form of what we might call the black arts or sorcery. These were men who understood and could explain the mysteries of the world. Some scholars call them astrologers. They speak in verse 2. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Here east may have meant Persia, which is present-day Iran. As he does throughout the gospel, St. Matthew places these events in the context of the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. He suggests in verse 4 that Herod feared a rival. Thus it is written by the prophet, refers to Micah chapter 5 verse 2, concerning one who would come out of Bethlehem, or a governor who will shepherd my people Israel. In other translations, and in the English prayer book tradition, governor is rendered as ruler. Having heard Herod's charge in verse 7 to go to Jerusalem, find the child, and report back his whereabouts, St. Matthew implies in verse 8 and 9 that the wise men believe Herod's stated desire to, quote, come and worship, unquote, the child were not honorable. The alarmed wise men did indeed follow the star to Bethlehem, where they found the child in a manger, and with him his mother. St. Matthew does not mention Joseph. He says in verse 11 that they, quote, fell down and worshipped him. In the same verse, he notes that they brought presents befitting a king, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In Christian teaching, 
and in church music for Epiphany season, these three gifts brought by the Magi are understood as symbols which fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah 60, verse 6, which is read in many Anglican liturgies for Epiphany. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. In mid-4th century France, St. Hilary of Poitiers, known as the Athanasius of the West after the influential bishop of Alexandria, Egypt, interpreted the three gifts in this way. His interpretation inspired many later hymn writers. Gold as a symbol of royalty and an acknowledgment that Christ is king. Frankincense used in worship both by the Jews and Christians as an acknowledgment of his deity, and myrrh, a fragrant substance often used in ceremonial burial as a foretelling of his death upon the cross and his burial by Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea. St. Matthew also tells us in verse 12, the final verse of the pericope, that these wise men were warned in a dream by God not to return to Herod. The dream warning is one of several important dream sequences found in St. Matthew's Gospel, including the advice to Joseph in chapter 2, verse 13, to flee to Egypt, and the advice in verse 2.20 that it was time to return to Jerusalem. That these wise men were Gentiles, or non-Jewish, is proven by Matthew's observation in verse 12 that, avoiding Herod, they went home to their own country. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this podcast homily for Epiphany Day are from the AIC Bible Study video series New Testament Gospels, the Gospel reading for Epiphany Day, Matthew 2, 1-12, is discussed and illustrated in Episode 3. From the AIC seasonal video series, The Twelve Days of Christmas, presented in 12 episodes from first day of Christmas, December 25th through 12th day of Christmas, January 6th, offers a theological theme word or phrase for each day and seasonal music for each day. In the discussion of the key word angels for ninth day of Christmas, January 2nd, there is more on the, quote, principalities and powers in the heavenly places mentioned by St. Paul in Ephesians 3.10. The series title illustration is a 12th century fresco of the adoration of the Magi from the Cappadocia region of Asia Minor. From the AIC Christian Education video series, The Lives of the Saints, in the second series, focused on other saints of both the Eastern and Western tradition, Leo the Great is the focus of episode 29. Joseph of Arimathea, including his part in the burial of Jesus, is the subject of episode 19, and Archbishop Cranmer, Author of today's closing prayer is one of three English martyrs commemorated in episode 28. From the AIC Bookstore publications in the Gospel of Matthew, annotated and illustrated, Matthew's account of the visit of the wise men is the subject of chapter 2, which includes two facing page illuminations of the event from the Pericope Book of Henry II, produced in the first quarter of the 11th century. In the St. Chrysostom hymnal, there are several traditional epiphany hymns or carols 
which are not found in the venerable 1940 hymnal. One final bookstore publication is Lamus Lexicon, in which you may be interested in the entry for Alleluia, Angels, Archangels, Church, Epiphany, Mystery, and Prophet Prophecy. All these AIC bookstore publications are available using the virtual bookstore link at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net or directly using my Amazon Author Central page https colon right slash right slash www.amazon.com right slash author right slash Ronald hyphen E hyphen Shibley. Everything after dot com must be in lowercase letters. The closing prayer for Epiphany Day is the collect for the Octave of Epiphany in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, a composition from the 1549 Book of Common Prayer written by Archbishop Cranmer based upon a modified version of the Gregorian Sacramentary. Inspired by the imagery of the wise men led by a star, Archbishop Cranmer added the spiritual interpretation of Christians led by faith in Christ. O God, who by the leading of a star didst manifest thy only begotten Son to the Gentiles, mercifully grant that we who know thee by faith may after this life have the fruition of thy glorious Godhead through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.